It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and the Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And if you ever want to contact Lori, you can call her 604-695-LORI or check out their website at pinkowski.ca. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Let's talk about those markets. How are they doing? Yeah, markets are in the green again. Uh, NASDAQ uh, is off a little today, but overall, I mean, markets uh, continue to be resilient. We've seen U.S. markets up another 2% over the past week, and technology is really leading the way and propelling the market higher. You know, and even the client just said to me uh, yesterday, well, isn't it, you know, only the FANG stocks that are going up? And, you know, when you look deeper into the markets right now, you're seeing a lot of different sectors continuing higher. Consumer discretionary, industrials. I mean, gold was moving a lot higher. Of course, the last couple of weeks, it's taken a breather. And someone just brought up the fact that this recovery, you know, you've heard of V-shaped or W-shaped recoveries, even L-shaped recoveries. People are talking that this is a a K-shaped recovery, that (laughs) uh, some sectors are moving higher while others are not. And that's what I've been talking about now for weeks uh, on air. So, again, the strong rally that we're seeing in in certain sectors uh, really has a lot to do with the stimulus that's been provided by governments around the world, especially here in Canada and the U.S., uh, and better than expected corporate earnings uh, and faster um, faster economic recovery as well. No one expected things to improve the way that they had. And that's why you see the markets continuing to move forward. Okay, so is it very specific? Like, are the markets moving higher because of those certain sectors that are doing so well? Yeah, exactly. And this is what I continue to say. You have to be in the right sectors because the other sectors are still uh, trailing like financials, energy, real estate investment trusts here in Canada. Uh, all of those areas are still down for the year. But when you see the rally from the low in terms of the uh, markets in general, I mean, you, we're seeing 50% recoveries from the low at this time. I mean, that's a huge rebound. And in fact, August um, uh, was one of the best months we've, we've had in history. And we've had the f- best five-month stretch since 1928. So, you know, when I start seeing those kinds of numbers, what worries me is the people that went to cash and just stayed in cash back in, you know, March and April. They were so fearful about what what the market was going to bring, what could happen potentially in the future. And this is the, you know, this is the concern when investors have that gut feeling that something's going to happen and, you know, they, they've got to be right. And then they move to cash uh, only for the markets to move higher or even have a, a small correction and then continue the trend upwards. Um, so, you know, what you really want to make sure is that you're with a financial advisor, portfolio manager, that you can trust their advice and can guide you through, through these uncertain times. And although none of us have been through a pandemic uh, like this before, uh, but many people have experience in market crashes or corrections, and, and many of those behave quite similarly to one another. All right, well, let's talk about the recovery. You mentioned the K shape, you know, whether it's the V shape. How is Canada recovering? Yeah, you know, over the last week, we received data on how the overall economy and manufacturing are rebounding. Canada's GDP increased 6.5% in June, beating forecasts as the recovery has been strong um, since the economy reopened. Uh, The report showed that the economy is coming back faster than expected, as I was saying. Um, and, you know, the, the decline wasn't as steep as, as expected. Of course, all the stimulus has helped. I mean, the Canadian government has spent almost $30 billion in wage subsidies and over $71 billion through CERB. 
So that's over one trillion of stimulus. And, you know, I've always said what was really important is that they put food on the table for families that aren't able to continue working during this time. But I also have talked to clients, you know, a lot of retirees that got the senior supplement. There was an extra $300 and things like that. Well, some of those people, or people that I've been speaking to actually didn't need that money. Um, so, you know, I wish there was more checks and balances in terms of sending out this money uh, instead of just a kind of a free-for-all. But uh, what we're going to have to look at, you know, going forward is uh, how uh, Canada is going to fare. If there is a second surge, as we all know, s- schools are reopening. I mean, there's still risk out there, obviously, with the situation that we're all in. Um, and in terms of this K-shaped recovery, um, you know, I, I, I tend to agree. There are sectors that will do well and will survive and thrive in this environment. And there's sectors that are just going to, you know, um, kind of fall out of bed, mm-hmm. I think. And so when we do see that correction eventually, you just want to make sure you're in the right areas. Right. But you've also pointed out that one of the areas that Canada is continuing to do better and better in is manufacturing. Yeah, manufacturing continues to do better, not just here, but also in the U.S. and globally. So that's good news. But there's other industries like food, hospitality, airlines and energy are going to take really a long time to recover. And we need to, you know, really see a rollout of a of a vaccine to, I think, see some of those sectors improve. And, you know, in terms of being a portfolio manager, some people ask, you know, or is it time to buy a carnival or, you know, are you buying airlines at this point? And, you know, my view always is risk versus reward. And to me, there's more risk in those sectors uh, than I can calculate the reward. So I rather be in the sectors that where revenues are increasing, things are looking better uh, and even better than pre-pandemic levels. Those are the companies that I choose to be in for our clients. Again, most of our clients are retired, so we're not uh, trying to take high flyers on some of those higher risk areas at this time. Right. But what about that unemployment rate? Then you do expect it to go down a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. I mean, unemployment has been improving. Um, We're still around 11% and we have Canada and the U.S. reporting jobs numbers uh, this Friday. And, you know, the consensus is it's going to, you know, be uh, it's going to improve maybe to about 10% unemployment. And again, historically speaking, that's a huge number, right? That's not good. And uh, so what we, you know, are, are looking for to the future is to see that if there is uh, a second surge of COVID, whether it's, you know, I mean, we're kind of already seeing it here in Vancouver, I guess, uh, but that there won't be another lockdown um, like what we experienced back in March. And I, I, I continue to say that sometimes more of the same bad news, we're able to digest it more. I think that, um, you know, I think that the virus is understood more than it was back in March and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, in terms of the economy, Things have been improving, um, but we are uh, starting to see some news uh, out of Europe and other areas in terms of like retail sales and things like that that are starting to slow. So we have to be cautious over the next couple of months for sure. Yeah, let's talk about what people are worried about that. I'm sure you hear from investors. What are some of their top concerns? Yeah, you know, I love bringing this kind of topic up on air because I always think that, you know, if I've been asked the same uh, same question two, three, four times, then it's probably uh, uh, most of our listeners are wondering the same thing. And uh, in terms of the, the number one uh, concern right now is markets are too high for where the economy is today. Like there's too many problems out there and so on. And what I will say is that you should be mostly concerned as an investor if there's no problems, no issues, and the markets continue higher. Um, a lot of the time, that means you should probably be selling, right? That's a high usually when everyone's excited about the stock market. When you have still a lot of worry in the markets, that means there's probably people with cash on the sidelines still that haven't uh, got back into the market. 
um, you know, that's again why you, you pay somebody to look after your um, portfolio for you so that they can be watching the news daily and making decisions on your behalf and not just, you know, going, oh, well, markets are high, they couldn't possibly go higher. You know, you have to be cautious when you see a rebound like this. Obviously, you can be proactive, raise a bit of cash, go into bonds. It doesn't mean that you should, um, you know, sell out your portfolio completely because of a gut feeling, that sort of thing. Right. Um, It sounds like there's so many concerns, though. So many concerns, Lori. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, But I've been through a lot of other times when there's a lot of concerns. You know, look at 2008, 2009. You had banks failing by the wayside. You know, I mean, that was concerning, too. People were, you know, waiting around the block to get money out of the bank. And how long did that last for? You know, Um, in terms of sell-offs and things like that, um, markets have always come back. And the question is, again, which sectors are you in so you can come back with it? Um, so, and then you look at the Greek credit crisis again in 2011. I mean, that was like a, a part two of the financial crisis. So that also was a big deal. 9-11 was a huge deal. So there's always concerns out there, I would say. Um, and yes, today there's, there's a lot of concerns. I'm definitely not uh, looking at the situation with rose-colored glasses. It's just you have to have a plan for these situations. If I was a portfolio manager that panicked every time something happened, uh, I'd be sitting in cash probably the last 20 <laughs> years. So, so there's always, you've got to be prepared for what's around right. the corner. Um, make sure that uh, client portfolios are where you want them to be at this time as we lead into fall, as we lead into the possibility of a second uh, surge here in COVID. Uh, and of course, the, the third concern here is the upcoming U.S. election and just preparing right. for that, not being in those sectors that will be as affected. There's volatility leading up to usually an election, but after the election, things usually get sorted out and markets move higher. So again, it's a day-by-day thing. You need to look at uh, the facts and figures and uh, in order to make decisions and make sure you're with a portfolio manager or a financial advisor that you, you have confidence in what they're saying mm-hmm. and making sure that they're making changes to your portfolio so that you are positioned well for what's ahead. All right. Thanks so much, Lori. Thanks so much, Jimmy. Great talking to you. That's Lori Pinkowski, our Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact the Pinkowski Wealth Management Team. You can call them 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.